Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Podcast, equipping people to live successful Christian lives. You know, I was thinking as preparing for this message today, um, how the world really and the lure of the world is trying to pull us off of God's direction for our lives, isn't it? Because if we allow that, it may only be maybe a few degrees, but over time, what happens is you end up in a place that you never intended, and some are there today. And I don't know if you've ever been thrown off of the direction that you wanted to be and the, the way that you wanted to go. Maybe, maybe it was in college, and you say, I can't think of anything. Well, that's because you can't remember anything about college anyway. So, yeah, good luck with that, right? But there's a big difference in learning about Jesus and being connected to Jesus. Isn't that true? There's a big difference in learning about who Jesus is and what he did and being connected to Jesus. Maybe can you relate to that today? Maybe it's just that feeling of being disconnected. And maybe I hope that through my message today, it will encourage your heart to be connected into him. And so as we uh, take out these next six weeks and we're going to, the pastoral staff is going to be preaching through what their favorite Bible ver- verse is. Maybe it'll cause you to think of what is your favorite Bible verse? What is that one verse that stands out in your mind and in your heart that really stands out to you? Well, mine's going to be out of John chapter 15. I've always loved John chapter 15, and I'm going to preach through these verses, but my verse is verse 5. But let's start off in, in verse 1, where he says, Jesus says of himself, it's one of these seven I am's, I am the true vine. And, and I, I love that Jesus uses the word true because he's telling us that there are other vines that you can try to connect your life to that you think will produce fruit, but they are actually false. They are actually fake. So he says, I am the only true vine. I am the only true way. And he says this, he goes on, he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Verse four, no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Your your version may say abide for remain. Has to stay connected to the vine. And so when Jesus uses this word vine in the original language, he's specifically saying a grape vine, that in Jesus's day that there were all kinds of vineyards around him. And uh, when the disciples were listening to Jesus, he said, no branch apart from the vine can produce any fruit. He has some very strong language in this chapter. And he goes on, he says, he says, neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Now, this is a very weighty statement. What Jesus is saying, apart from you being connected to me, you cannot produce fruit in your life. We're, we're told all throughout scripture that staying connected to Jesus is the only way that you and I will and can produce fruit. That's the only way. That is a very bold statement, isn't it? Very bold because sometimes in our mindset, we think it can happen in other ways. Jesus says, I am the vine and the only way you can produce fruit is through me. If you think of it in the context of grapes and and vineyards, what they do is they symbolize blessing and happiness and vitality. Jesus turned the water into wine in Cana in John chapter 2. That was his first miracle. 
And there was joy that came from. There was happiness. Something amazing was happening with purpose because of the fruit of the vine. The point is simply this. When you think about a vine, it symbolizes those things of joy in our heart. It symbolizes happiness. It symbolizes blessing. It symbolizes peace. Uh, We want that, don't we, in all of our lives? We do. We want that in our marriages. We want that for our kids. We want that for our careers, and we want that for our finances. And so those are the things that he is speaking to, to his early disciples, and he's speaking to you and me today. Then he repeats himself, and he ups the ante in verse 5, and he says, I am the vine, which makes us what? We're the what? Branches, right? And a grapevine is significant. The branches are like tiny twigs. And outside of Jesus, you and I will never have the significance we want in our life. But these tiny twigs can produce so many grapes, more than you and I could ever imagine. And here is my verse, verse 5, that I love. If you remain in me and I in you, now you just won't bear fruit. You'll bear what? Much fruit. More fruit than you could ever imagine. And then the very next sentence that comes out of Jesus' mouth is very astonishing. Uh, In in most of the Bible, you can't even find astonishing this. Apart from you, you won't be able to do, apart from me, he says, you won't be able to do what? Nothing. Think about it. Jesus saying, apart from me, being disconnected from me, you will produce nothing, like absolutely nothing. Like, you ever looked at that and said, what are you talking about, Jesus? I mean, ladies, can you imagine your husband coming home from work and saying, woman, apart from me, you can do nothing. Would you call him good? No, no, no. Right. Have you ever read this and kind of just pushed back? Right? God, are you serious that really I can do nothing apart from you? God, I don't want to come across sacrilegious or please don't send lightning. God, I feel like I've done a lot without you. Like this morning, I woke up and I put my pants on one leg at a time, and I didn't even ask for your help, right? I drove across town. I did it by myself, God. I went to school. I got a degree. I wasn't saved, and I did it. I bought the house. I wasn't saved, and I did it. Listen, let me just tell you something. You still didn't do it by yourself, You might not acknowledge him, but he helped you. He had grace and mercy upon your life to get you to the place where you are at today, even through yours and my stupidity. Amen? It's crazy to think that. That he says, without me, you can do nothing. That is why whatever you give, whatever you sow, whatever you plant, whoever you help, however you love them, you're only giving out of the abundance of what has been given to you through Christ Jesus. Because without him, you will not be able to be a giver. Without him, you can do no thing. And that word nothing means, nothing actually means in the original language, a quantity of no importance. Worthless. Please hear what Jesus is talking to us about. He's saying, you can accomplish all sorts of things in this life. You can attempt to accomplish all sorts of things in what you do day in and day out. But without me at the end of your life, they will be absolutely worthless. Nothing. That's a hard statement for us to swallow as Americans, isn't it? Really? Yeah. And I realize 
growing up how important this verse is to me when, when I was younger, when I sensed God calling me into full-time ministry, that, that I realized that my life is not my own. How many of you know when you come to Jesus, your life is just not your own anymore? Amen? It's just not. It's just not. And many, many times we live like our life is just our own. But when we come into Christ, our life is now united with him. That I wanted to see my life used to the fullest glory. I wasn't interested in the applause. I was interested in impacting people, remaining in Christ, bearing much fruit so others could grow in the relationship with God. And now I'm not telling you that I've been perfect on this, and I'm not telling you that I've wandered sometimes, but God has always brought me back to the importance to remain in him, to stay connected to him, to allow him to help me bear fruit in my life. I can't imagine my life without Jesus Christ. Could you? I know Kristen and I talk about going through certain things and think there are many people out there that don't have Jesus living in their life. Can you imagine what that is like? I can't imagine living life without Jesus every single day. Amen? That we live in him and he lives in us. So my prayer is that at some point in your life, you realize that all the things you might be chasing that you think are worth something, that you would realize before you get to the end of your life that they are worthless without Jesus. Apart from Jesus, you will never have anything good or worthwhile in your life like peace, real peace, like real joy, like real happiness that you are actually seeking after him for those things. So what is Jesus telling? He's telling us that you were designed by God, your creator, to stay connected to him. That, that's the only way that you and I will see fruit come out of our life. And it only comes by staying connected to Jesus. Let's put it another way. You know when a car manufacturer designs a car, they give you the instruction manual, don't they? Yeah, it's in the glove box. And if a car is designed to run off of unleaded gasoline, if you put water in the tank, it's not going to work. It's going to break down. And as God is your creator and designer, he's designed you to only find fruitfulness when you are connected to him. That is in the manual, amen? That is in the word of God to us. The only way you and I can be fruitful upon this earth is that you and I are connected to Jesus Christ. That God's designed you and me to be fueled, fulfilled, and produce fruit only by him. You were born, and I was born with a God-sized hole in our heart. We all were. How do I know? Because you're trying to fill your life with things that will fill that void, with things only money can buy, or power that we think can give us. Or if you're married today, would you say my spouse has met every single one of my needs in my life? The answer would be no, right? They weren't designed to. Sometimes we're expecting people to fulfill in our life only what God is able to fill. Amen? We know there's a void. We feel it. And many times we know we have a hole. There's something bigger in, in our life. It could be a, a number of things. It could have been abuse or um, neglect or abandonment or whatever. A spouse left you and that hole is even bigger now. What Jesus says is there's only one thing you can fill your life with that will give you fruit and fill that hole. And that is me. And let me tell you something today, if you're, if you're not seeing the fruit that you want from your life, maybe you're connected to the things that can't fulfill you today. 
There's a fact of nature that none of us can escape upon this earth. What you're connected to determines what fruit comes from you. Whatever fruit that you see coming from your life is simply a byproduct of what you're connected to. And without Jesus, you'll never see the fruit that you ever want. And Jesus said it so clearly, his next words, if you do not remain in me, if you do not stay connected to me, you're like a branch that's thrown away and withered. Such branches are picked up and thrown to the fire and they are burned. And some of you, maybe you know what this is like, where you have seen in the past where your life was withering away. You may be here today. You may be in the sound of my voice today that your life is literally withering before your eyes. And Jesus is coming back to us and saying, I want you to come and I want you to stay connected to me, that you be and you remain in me. And so we have to know, are we connected to Jesus? We need to ask ourselves, are we truly connected to him? How do we know? What fruit are you seeing from your life? Not the pictures you post on social media that make you look like your life is perfect and behind closed doors, there's a different story of anxiety and anger and bitterness. And, and not the financial fruit that we think we should have. How many of you know you can have a full bank account in an empty heart? You can have a full bank account today and you can have an empty heart. Many people live like these things can take care of them. Money can't buy you a great marriage and money can't help your kids when they're hurting. And money surely cannot solve your anxiety. It's only when you and I are connected to Jesus that you will see the fruit that you want to see. And if it's not financial or success the way the world defines it, this is where scripture makes it crystal clear. The kind of fruit you will really have is when you and I are connected to Jesus. And what is that fruit? Galatians chapter five, where he says, these are the signs that you have connected to me, and that you remain in me, and they are love, and they are joy, and they are peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now listen, I know not every one of us are perfect at every single one of these, right? There's probably one of these you look at and think, well, I'm doing really good here, but oh boy, this is really an area. And that's okay. There's always an area when you're working on fruit that you need to work on, right? Amen? So there, there's nothing down about that. Would, but would these, these words describe the kind of fruit that you're seeing out of your life today? Are there all sorts of love in your life, or there, is there joy in your home? When you go to bed at night, is there peace? Yeah. For the most part, do you have patience with your kids? I mean, we can't say we bat that all great all the time. Is there goodness evident in your life towards others? Are you faithful? Is there gentleness? Is there self-control? Listen, this is the antidote to our flesh. Galatians 5, this is the antidote. Listen, you can't fix the flesh. It's unfixable. I don't know if you ever knew that, but there's a lot of people trying to fix their flesh every single day. You can't fix your flesh. Your flesh is sinful. My flesh is sinful, right? There's a lot of people trying to put a Band-Aid on their flesh and trying to work on their flesh, but the antidote to the flesh are the fruits of the Spirit. Can I hear an amen today? That that, you can't fix it enough. There's a lot of people that, that are trying to. Listen, the way that you go about it and the antidote of it is that you produce fruit in your life. Once again, nobody's perfect. But the vineyard is there 
to produce a fruit. And how many of you know that it takes a long time to grow a vineyard? It doesn't happen overnight. It takes a long time. And let me tell you, the soil they are placed in is costly. Do you know that in good soils on the West Coast in California, the Napa Valley, where they are growing some of the best grapes in, in the world, that the soil goes for $8 million an acre? Because of what is inside of the soil to make it produce the grape. What you and I are planted in is costly. In Jesus Christ, there was a price that was paid for us to be rooted deep in him. And, and, and just, just for clarity, fruit isn't a test of your salvation. Whether you're saved, it's simply a byproduct. You know, you may be thinking that list kind of got me there. I, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of this, but not a lot of that. I'm going to leave here today. I'm going to get after those things that I really need to get after. I'm going to see some fruit. I'm going to work harder. And, 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 and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my spouse and say, hey, I'm going to love you better. I'm going to get my kids and say, listen, I will be more patient with you. I'm going to fight the anxiety more. And, and what is Jesus telling us? that We've got to let this sink in. Does a branch wake up every day and say, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to produce some fruit. No. What's a branch do? A branch just stays connected to the vine. That's how it produces fruit naturally. Apart from Jesus, you can do nothing on your own. That it's not just from us, it's from him. And I want to challenge you to do this week is, as you read maybe John chapter 15 that says, he says, I'm the vine. And when we read that verse, that key word pops up. Jesus said in verse 7, you got to remain in me. You've got to remain. You've got to remain in me. 11 times Jesus says, you have to remain in me. What does it mean to remain? In the original, it means to settle down and be at home with Jesus. Are you comfortable with Jesus? Is he comfortable around you? Paul said to the Athenian philosophers, in him we live and we move and we have our being. That means you're settled down in him. Amen? And it's that kind of relationship that brings forth much fruit. Amen? He goes on, as the Father loved me, I also love you. Abide, remain in my love. How? If you keep my commandments you will abide in my love just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. He is abiding in his father. He says he wants his joy to remain in us that your joy may be complete. He's saying, I want your joy to be full, not empty. So love one another as he loved us. And then he commands us to love one another. Then the game changer comes in the commands, verses 14 through 17. He says, I don't call you servants any longer. I call you friends if you do what I command you. Because he tells us he's heard from the Father and he will make it known to us. And servants, you know, aren't privy to that. You did not choose me. I chose you and appointed you to bear fruit. We have an appointment, he says. We have an assignment to bear fruit. And that your fruit should remain in whatever you ask the Father in my name. He may give you so love one another. Because unless you're truly without a doubt connected to Jesus, you will never ever see the fruit that you want from your life. You may see it for a short amount of time. 
But how many of you know that the fruit as we remain in Jesus will last? It's not temporary. It's not temporary. And, and one of the things I want to remind us of in this is that, do you know that the fruit that you produce in your life is not for you? The fruit that you and I produce in our life is for other people. Some people are just like, wow, look at all, look at what I got here. Look what, I, no. The fruit that you have been given from the Father through Jesus is for others to partake of so that they would glorify Jesus. So that others would see it and take part of that and rejoice and be happy. And his call is, says, you know what? Love one another as I have loved you. Love one another. Who is Jesus? He's the true vine. Stay connected to him. We see a world outside of these doors that are not connected to the true vine of Jesus Christ. They are connected to things that are false. And it's kind of crazy because the day and age we live that this month is Pride Month. And this celebration that's happening and the sadness that I see as it goes on, like what, upwards of a half a million people gathered in Washington, D.C. yesterday to celebrate this, that people are connected to the wrong things. People are not connected to the things that are life-giving, that will last forever. God calls us, yes, we're called to love them, that's for sure. That doesn't mean we approve or condone of what they do. But there's a standard in God's word. He's calling us to love one another. The Father has loved us. We're called to love one another. But that doesn't mean that you and I should not take a stand for biblical truth in this hour, in the day that we live in. Amen. That's our call. Not to be people of hate, but to be people of God's love and Christ-like love. Let's go show the world we have the real fruits of the Spirit. And let's let others' lives be changed because of who we are and what we stand for. Because I'm telling you something, in the end, that will last. The things that the world are living for today will not last. At the judgment seat of Christ, the cross is level. And we all will be judged accordingly for that. His call to us is to be connected to him. My guess is today there are three groups of people. And maybe we'd take a moment today as we bring this service down that, that would you place yourself in one of these three groups that I challenge you to do something uh, with your life from this moment as you hear the word of God. The first group, you're connected to Jesus. You're seeing fruit. And it's not perfect, not every day, you know. It's, you're not going to always uh, do 100%, but you realize with Jesus' help, you have peace and you have joy even in the midst of everything going on, that you can find joy. You're connected to Jesus. You're seeing fruit. And here's my challenge for you. If that's, that's, that's what you're in today, start leading others by inviting people to experience Jesus with you. Remember, your fruit is not for you. Your fruit is for others, right? So people ought to be changed because of the fruit in your life. That's what the scripture's telling us as we remain in him. How many of you know if you just keep your fruit for yourself, it rots, right? You have fruit to serve others, to lead other people to Jesus, to disciple them. As we've talked about this year, that you're pouring into somebody, you're discipling them, you're, you're loving on them, you're loving one another. 
Then there's a second group. You're connected, but you've broken away. You made a decision to follow Jesus. You were baptized, but you didn't know that, that over time here, your branch has gotten broken. You've broken away. Because I tell you something inside of this. He says, just as much as you, he says, I want you to remain. That's a choice. You can break away, right? My challenge is for you maybe is to get reconnected, coming back to his word, a lamp unto your feet, a light unto your path. You connect to Jesus through prayer. You're, you're becoming a part of our community of believers. Maybe it's in one of our ALC groups. Uh, I, I don't know how you can be connected to Jesus without being connected to community because inside of the word, you can't show it to me. Hello? You with me? Some people are living a life that's not even in the word. We think our life should be different. Last group, you need to connect to Jesus. You know that you have not truly gone all in with Jesus in your life. Listen, even the demons know Jesus. What good does that do them? It's coming to the saving knowledge of Jesus and being water baptized. Many, many people, what they do is they think, you know what, I, I, I need to get my life in order so that I can, I can go all in for Jesus. You don't wait to get your life in order to go all in for Jesus. It's like a branch that's disconnected, dead on the ground of the branch says, you know what, I'm going to produce some fruit, then I'll connect to Jesus. It can never happen. You and I can't fix our life enough to follow Jesus. We just have to come and say, Lord, I give you my life. I'm available. I'm wholly complete before you, and I just want you and, and nothing else. And it's through that that he can take your life. It's your availability. It's always about your availability to Jesus always for every one of us. You and I will produce fruit when we're not just connected, but we remain in him. His word remains in you. Let's go change this world by the fruit that is in our life. Amen. Let's go change this world because this is a powerful, I mean, Jesus, man, one of these seven statements of the I am. I am the true vine. He's got some powerful words inside of this chapter for us. But I know this verse has changed my life because I'm constantly reminded of this verse that I can't produce the fruit that God wants me to have without remaining in him. And you know what? Along the way, he cuts us back a little bit too, doesn't he? He has to prune us. And that hurts. But in that process, he only wants you and I to grow more like him. So whatever group that you are in today, would you take a moment and just think about that for a moment and just say, you know what? This is an area where I need to grow as God's doing a work in me. Let's pray. Father, I am thankful that you are the true vine. You are not false. There's nothing false about you. There's nothing fake about you. What the world has to offer us today is false. It's fake. It will not last. But Lord, I pray today as we take your word and Lord, as we meditate on your word, we chew upon your word, Lord, we let it come deeply within us that we would allow it to change us, Lord, to become more like you. Lord, if we find ourselves in one of these groups that, God, that we would do something about it today, we would take the things you've given to us and the fruits of the Spirit 
Lord, so that others can grow and be more like you. Lord, I pray this in your mighty name today. I pray for the person that is here that has never been connected to Jesus. Lord, I pray that in this moment, in this hour, they will take a moment right here and right now through the conviction of your spirit to be connected to you simply by asking for forgiveness of their sins, accepting you as their Lord and Savior, and making that personal decision in their life today that, Lord, they're going to produce fruit in their life because they are connected and they remain in you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen and amen. Thank you for tuning in and we hope you enjoyed today's message. If you'd like to get in touch or would like more resources on how to live a successful Christian life, you can always find us at myabundantlife.com. Have a blessed week.